feared the law, and you know what the history records, they would begin in the morning, and by the time they finished rehearsing the law, it was sometimes in the afternoon. They would stand there and listen to the law for that many hours. Wow. Amen. Wow. Wow. And it, it was all because the Lord wanted them, and, and you know what, then that's what his commandment was in Deuteronomy. And, and uh, Deuteronomy, as we know, means second giving of the law. And so every, every seven years they would do that in the Feast of Tabernacles. That's the only time they did that, in the Feast of Tabernacles. Can you imagine that? That's not a coincidence. That's right. And then every every 50th year, seven times seven is what? How many of you are good at multiplication? 49. So the 50th year would be the year of Jubilee. It was on that day that the high priest, when the high priest came out of the uh, <clears throat> making an atonement, and came out of the holiest of all, when he exited the, the temple or, you know, the, the temple, the shofar was blown on the year of Jubilee. Only on the year of Jubilee. So that final enactment of atonement that was made to the people, they blew the Jubilee trumpet. That's the rapture of the church. Yes. Amen. So, so what God is doing right now, it, you know, everybody's looking for a charismatic revival. Yeah. He's not moving charismatically. That's right. The Bible says in that first month, which was Tishrai, the, the first month, he said, I will pour out the latter and the former rains yeah. together. I will pour them out moderately. In other words, you know what those are? Those are teaching rains. So in other words, God is going to do that to his people. He's going to prepare his bride. He's, 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 going, to, he's going to prepare us for his coming, and he's going to prepare us by his word, the washing of water by the word. So revival like this is nothing, we might say in a sense, it's not like, some of the revivals we had in the past. Is it different? The spirit is moving in another way. <clears throat> That's why I'm saying that. I'm making all this, saying all this to, to help you to understand that. God wants us to connect with his word. And I hope you do connect with his word. I hope you're not in here for any other reason than that. Praise God. I hope you, know, I hope you are serious about your salvation. You're not here for any other reason. If you're, if you're here for something other than that, God's going to make it known. He's going to reveal your, your sin. Hallelujah. You can't hide it from God. You can't hide it from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we're here this evening. We're here to be a part of God's prophetic plan and His prophetic will. Amen. Thank God for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Pray for a dear friend and, and minister, fellow minister of ours, Brother Don Waldron, passed away this afternoon. Pray for his family, uh, Sister Glenda. His, I think he has one daughter left, Brother Craig. Andrea. 
his church there in uh, Somerville, South Carolina. Great man of God. If any of you ever got to meet Brother Waldron, humble man, great man of God, great preacher. Man, could he get into the Word. Amen. But we're going to see him on the other side. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to ask Brother Aaron if he would come on up and lead us in prayer tonight. Uh, musicians and singers, come on up. Praise the Lord, to make eye contact with them. Yeah. And when they do, you know what happens? Even that hand comes up and they're beckoned. Yeah. Beckoned into their presence to wait upon them. Yeah. That's what God is doing to us. He's beckoning us. Yeah. He wants us into his presence. He wants some, yeah. amen, to, yeah. for us to uh, receive from him. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We're in that place right now, people of God. Yeah. God is beckoning. Are we going to answer the call? Yeah. Let's wait upon him tonight. Yeah. Let's worship him. Let's entreat him. Amen. Let's call upon his name. Amen. He's a mighty God. Thank you, Heavenly Father.
Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord Almighty God, for gathering here, Lord Almighty God. We pray for this offering, Lord Almighty God. We pray, Lord, that you give with a cheering heart, Lord, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for it, Lord, that you multiply it. Amen. For your use, Lord, for your kingdom, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Every knee will bow. That's right. That's right. That's right. Jesus. Lord. Lord, just to be in this place. Amen. Wow, what a, what a beautiful, yes. what a beautiful yes. presence in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, every time I come here, I'm just thankful. Yeah. Have a, you woke me up today, but... Breath of my lungs and yeah. man, turned me on my way, so I'm yeah. thankful. Amen. A lot of people don't wake up. Amen. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's it. You know, it says uh, uh, a better is a a live dog and a dead lion. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we have the opportunity coming here, and you know, got to make the best of it. Amen. You never know when your time's up. That's right. You know, so we got to come in here and take that opportunity. Amen. Amen. We're here for a reason, right here, just <coughs> because we, we think you brought ourselves. That's Lord. right. Lord brought us here. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Amen. I'm just thankful for being in this place. Yes. See all you beautiful people. Yes. Uh, 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 the, the family of Jesus. Amen. Wow. Like precious faith. Yeah. It's awesome. So I want to open up for testimony, so keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Amen. 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 Anybody? Thank you, Jesus. Brother Dan. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So good to be back in church. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, he just needs us running. 
Yeah. You just need to try it. Sometimes we're a little old, a little beat up, look a little bit different. God's got a purpose for us. That's right. God's got a purpose for us, and we just need to remember to lean I just want to thank the Lord for Brother Craig. I don't know about y'all, but uh, last night's service. Mm. Let's lay our baggage up here. Yeah, that's right. He's, He's called you. He's got a calling on your life. Why, why are we carrying all this other stuff with us? That's right. And I just want to thank the Lord that that baggage uh, has been dusted off. You know, I've been set free. I've been set free Amen. to do the Lord's calling. Um, I, my faith uh, is of Jesus. That's right. Of that's right. You know, I'm so thankful for his presence in this place, and I greet you all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That's right. Amen. And he's going to reveal himself to her. So I want to thank him for that. 
I ask him every day, Lord, send me someone my way. Yeah. I'm thankful for that. That that seed has been planted. And those whether she believes it or knows it, those strongholds are are crumbling. I want to say God for that.
I'm asking prayer for one of those sisters that I saw this weekend. She's up for surgery in a couple of weeks. We don't know what the outcome will be. <coughs> you know, for me to go back. Seven children was in church. They're not. But I'm not going to give up. That's right. Amen. God will bring them in. That's right. Yes. Yes.
and you put your faith in God that he was going to open doors for you, guess what he did? He did just exactly yes. that. Yes, amen. He found, he, he, he found homes for you. He found jobs for you. That's right. Amen. amen. And I always remember uh, preaching a, a message, and this was years ago, a few years ago, about the land of promise. Mm, yeah, yeah. And how God gave that promise to Israel when they were on their journey from Egypt going into the promised land. And he told them, he gave them a description of what it was going to be like, a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm. And he says, there's going to be houses there that you haven't built, yeah. but you're going to live in them. That's right. Yeah. Vineyards you haven't planted, but you're going to reap the harvest. Yeah. All this. And, and look look at us now. Yeah. Woo. Look at us now. Yeah. Praise God. That's right. Believe in God. Believe in His promises. We don't really have anything to go by, something tangible, something that we can touch. We just believe in something that we can't see. Yeah. And that's that's that was what drew us was that promise. Amen. And now we're seeing it. We're seeing it come to pass and we're seeing the evidence of it. How God is so good, yeah. gracious, merciful. Yeah. Praise God. That's a good reason to serve the Lord, isn't it? Amen. Yeah. Yes. When you find salvation. When you find salvation. I don't know about you, but amen. I, I, I sincerely want to make heaven my home. Yeah. Amen. And I'm going to do what I can to get there. Yes. And uh, that, that's all we can all do. Amen. Strive to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So everything has been really good. Everything has been awesome. And God has been so good to us. So I'm so thankful. So, amen. I know the Lord is moving and the Lord is speaking to us. So let's open our ears. Excuse me. Let's open our hearts. And receive him. So, without any further delay, <coughs> excuse me, Brother Craig, come on up. Greetings <coughs> in Jesus' name. Give me just a moment here. Thank you for being here tonight. Amen. I count it a privilege and honor, and of course, to see some of our family back, traveling, uh, Brother Edwards back from battling. Thank you for being here, those of you that have traveled to come and be with us. It is obvious that uh, you wanted to be here because you paid for the gas to get here. Yeah. And I say thank you for that. So we appreciate the goodness of the Lord tonight. Amen. And um, we know that God has intentions tonight for all yeah. of us. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. There is a common thread weaving through this room tonight. That is need. We all have needs. That's right. One way or another, we have needs, whether they're physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, financial, whatever that need is. How many of you have a need? I do. I have plenty of needs tonight. And pray about every one of them as best as I know how. And if you'll just give me a moment here, I uh, I stepped to this pulpit tonight with uh, some mixed emotions. Early this morning, Sister Andrea Waldron, Brother Waldron's daughter had called us and we she was in the ICU room with her daddy and she said I'm laying my hand on my daddy she said brother Marshall I want you to pray and so we prayed for several minutes over the phone and uh, I'm telling you we would love to see people rise up and be healed but you know Paul said to be absent from this body mm. is to be present with the Lord That's right. Hallelujah. and so uh, there's a spot in my heart tonight that is empty. Over the years, we have been there and ministered in Somerville, South Carolina. Great church, great people. Hallelujah. There is one revival there that stands out to me. I had went there by myself. Sister Marshall had packed my belongings my wife did she may remember this and uh, I was getting ready for service that evening I was in the evangelist quarters and I was getting my suit my clothes ready and I had noticed that I had a pair of shoes but they were both different pairs and they were both the left side shoe <laughs> So I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to do something here. <laughs> because not only are they different color, but they're both left-sided. <laughs> and I said, I can sit with the congregation and hide my feet. You know, all this is going through my mind. <laughs> and lo and behold, she must have, uh, I think we had talked about it. She knew, or anyhow, she managed that night to show up. With the other side of my shoe. Amen. Victory was had that night. I danced in happy feet. Hallelujah. Who knew feet could be so happy? I, I remember that, and I told Brother Walden about it. He said, well, brother, of course, he's just a short guy. He's like a stick of dynamite. To hear him preach, my God. He said, we'll just have to pray. Because obviously I can't loan you mine. My feet aren't that big. So if God's concerned about a pair of shoes, it matters to him. What else does tonight? Right, yeah. Amen. So thank you so much for allowing me just to empty my heart somewhat here. Remember his family, if you would. Precious people. Precious people of God. So without... Any further ado, let's get into the word of the Lord. Grab your Bibles tonight. Turn to the book of 2 Kings chapter 7.
Thank you, Pastor Harold Marshall, Sister Betty, the ministry of this church, Brother Dan Edwards, Sister Dina, Brother Aaron Marshall, you young brethren. I give honor to you tonight. I want to recognize the ministry, very vital part of the plan of God, and of course, you people that are here tonight that have taken the time to be here. Thank you, and uh, I give you honor tonight as the precious people of God. Second Kings 7 and verse number 1, if you have it, say, I finally found it. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Can somebody say Samaria? Samaria. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God, and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven. He said with a mocking spirit and an attitude, might this thing be? And he said, the man of God said, behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. For a little while tonight, I want to minister on this thought, broken windows, broken windows. Could we pray? Lord, would you minister? Would you put words in my mouth? Help me, God, to make a connection with the need that's in this room tonight. Lord, and I pray as we stand, we do realize that we are nothing without you. We are simply a vessel. We are conduit. Lord, we are an instrument. I pray you'll use us as such tonight. Let the anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. Let your Holy Spirit take dominion over every other spirit in this room. Subdue the enemy. The Lord reveal his tactics. Frustrate his purpose. Deliver our hearts tonight. Set our minds free. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you for what you're about to do here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much. Do you want my jacket tonight, huh? No? Okay. Can somebody say broken windows with me? Broken windows. Broken windows. scene here in our text reading is one of great and sore famine that has now been several years in the land of Samaria to the point that people have resorted to cannibalism because prior to this there is a woman that sees the king walking upon the wall of the city sees the king and she pleads with him and says is there anything that she can do and basically he leaves the 
question, which is pretty much, I guess, in one sense of the meaning rhetorical because he had no answer for her. It was open-ended. And she said, well, this is how bad it's getting. My neighbor boiled her child last night and we ate the child. And tonight we're going to eat my child. I would say that's a pretty serious condition. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then all of a sudden in the middle of that dearth, the middle of emptiness, hopelessness, a word of promise comes. The man of God says, tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. There is finally, after all these years, a word of relief, a word of promise in sight, and then all of a sudden a rebuttal comes in the form of a mocking statement from not the king, but from the Lord upon whom the king was leaning. His escort, if you please, his personal entourage. Wherever kings went, they had this personal entourage that they would lean on, or if they stood for any amount of time, he would provide support for the king. So this Lord upon whom the king was leaning, or he was leaning upon, makes this statement of mockery and says, you know, I'd probably believe it if the Lord was to make windows in heaven. Basically saying, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, you know the end of the story when you read the end of the chapter. It did happen. And not only did he not see it, but he was judged and ended up dying for his unbelief. Amen. So, tonight unbelief is a very serious thing. Yeah. Nothing will stop God's hand faster than unbelief. That's right. You read the history of Nazareth when we went, he went home to his hometown and there could do not many things because of their unbelief, except that he healed a few folk. And so unbelief is a very serious thing. And sometimes we just have to admit to God, Lord, help thou my unbelief. That's right. Amen. So I'm borrowing from the statement of this Lord in that phrase when he talked about windows and basically the thought the Lord spoke to me today was broken windows broken windows can you look at somebody and, and say that to them broken windows hallelujah I'm going to read for our consideration some more reference scriptures and I want you to listen very closely Jeremiah is lamenting the captivity of the children of Israel now. They have been already many years in Babylonian captivity as he wails and laments the condition of the children of Israel. And he says this, the doors to your home are locked and bolted securely. And you take those measures to keep out the enemy, keep out the wickedness, keep out the thief, and to bar them out of your homes. 
He said, but because you have broken windows, death has come into those broken windows and has entered into your palaces. And metaphorically, he talks when he says to cut off the children from without and the young men from the streets. What could have been as far as the future of the people, the blessings, the young children representing all of the blessing and the inheritance that would have come. He said, now the streets are empty. There's no children playing there. Metaphorically meaning you lost out on all your blessings. Because though you did bar the door, you forgot to check the broken windows. And the enemy had a way to get in. And so tonight I want us to take a walk through the house of our heart. We may have securely barred the doors, but look just for a little while here right now and see if God may perhaps show you a broken window mm. where the thief is getting in tonight. Yeah. Could yeah. we take a moment and do that right now? Hello, yeah. Mosiah. Could we take a moment and get serious about this and ask the Lord to show us and help us wherever the enemy is coming in? God, show me, help me. I feel tonight that a chance it might be that he's getting in through a broken window trying to subdue amen your future stop your blessings from being manifested amen hallelujah Can somebody say that again with me tonight broken windows broken windows i know where i have to start just bear with me but we're not going to stay there because i feel like in the holy ghost god is going to send great deliverance into this room tonight yeah I believe that by faith. So for the five or six of you that want to believe that with me, Amen. let's bombard yes. heaven and let's see God how a move in the spirit tonight. And the rest of you decide what you want to do tonight for a move of God. Hallelujah. Tell the devil tonight, you're not going to have my family. You're not going to have my children. You're not going to have my marriage. You're not going to have my health tonight. I'm going to seal up all the broken windows in my life because I want the promises of God manifest in my life. Hallelujah. Jeremiah says in this same lamentation, of course, he steps out now of his own book, the book of Jeremiah. And while he's pinning the lamentation, all of this covers pretty much the condition of Israel prior to their captivity in Babylon all the years through Babylonian captivity and that's where the book of Lamentations comes from. He's lamenting over Jerusalem and Israel's condition. That's where he we get the book of Lamentations. And notice what he says tonight. He says, mine eye. Can somebody say my eye? My affecteth my heart. My eye. I want you to notice what Jesus said tonight. He said, I am the door. He that entereth not by the door. The enemy knows. He said, I'm the door. The enemy can't break down this door. That's right. But he starts to search the wall. He said, the thief will walk down the wall. He'll search for some means to get in. 
And he goes on to say, but climbeth up some other way. The same is a thief and a robber. You know what the robber looks for? He looks for broken windows to get in through. Yeah. <laughs> Let this sink into your mind tonight. The thief, say that to somebody tonight, likes broken windows. Windows are often arranged for the purpose of architectural decoration. But their primary function and purpose is for the admission, listen to this, of light and air. Their primary function, can somebody say a window? A window. There's all sorts of colors, shapes, sizes. One man said one time he had his living room renovated. He said a couple of guys came, put in a window for him. It was a sliding window. He said, they put it in sideways, so now when I look out, I have to look out sideways. <laughs> Native humor, of course. But the window I see through tonight, I don't have to look sideways. Yeah. And I'm glad that I have the comfort of knowing that Jesus is my door tonight. Amen. Do we even realize how many enemies that that door deflects from us? keeps out. Amen. There is a security system yeah. that he has given to us. Works round the clock. That's it's right. called the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And when the enemy's trying to come in, the Spirit of God sends off that alarm that says, don't let him in. Don't let him in. Amen. Are you glad for the alarm system tonight? Are you glad for the door tonight? We ought to praise God and thank him for the door tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Even though the Lord is the door tonight, windows do matter to him. In fact, he said, and these are the words of the Lord, Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be enough room to receive it. You want the blessings of God to run you down and run you over? You know what the simple remedy to it is? Obey God. Yes. Hallelujah. You want God to open the windows of heaven? God says pray, just take some time to pray. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Then he went on to say, my commandments are not grievous. They're not hard to keep. It's just a matter of loving me and obeying me. And when you obey me, I'm going to open the windows of heaven and bless you going, bless you coming, bless you sideways. So when you look at the construction of the temple, the windows in the temple represented illumination, light, natural light. Natural light from the sun. But it also represents revelation. It represents truth. It represents direction. How many of us want direction in our life tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I need direction. I need direction. Amen. Song of Solomon said, My beloved standeth, yea, he looketh forth through the windows. He's watching you right now. Does he have your attention? Hallelujah. You know where God shows himself? Through the lattice work around the windows. 
Let's just notice him for a moment, okay? Because God is here. I feel his spirit moving. It's interesting that God takes so much notice over a little window. But sometimes we miss the things of God because of broken windows. Do you have any broken windows in your heart this evening? Genesis 6 and 16. A window shalt thou make to the ark. Thou shalt finish it above. Somebody say one window. One window. I find interesting this for your consideration. I thought about this as I was studying, Brother Dan. One window at the top of the ark. How did they light the rest of the other two levels of the ark? That one window was for ventilation and for light. But because Noah caught God's idea, he took light to the next two levels. Amen. Are you hearing me tonight? This ark that was pitched within and without. We have the spirit working on the inside and the word of God pitching the outside. Yeah, we do. The Spirit works on the inner man, and the Word of God works on the outer man. Let's be honest tonight. The natural man doesn't like the Word of God, but it's right anyhow. I say amen because it's truth tonight. I don't always agree with what God says to me, but I still obey Him. Because if I obey the Word of God, everything's going to be all right. I'm going to be blessed coming in and going out. I know God will be my protector. And when I have a broken window, God's going to say, Hey, you need to fix that broken window because I need to bless you. I want to bless you. So, somebody say one light. One light on the ark. That was on top. Not only was it for light, but what was the only thing that Noah could see looking through the light? God. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. No windows on the side to worry about all the stormy waves. No windows on the side to look at everybody else and try to compare yourself with them. That's right. To get jealous about them. To get mad at them. One window up here said, if you want to look at anybody, look at me. light because Jesus said while I'm here on earth I am the light of the world 
So what happened in the first chapter of the book of Acts when he ascended? He said, I'm going away, but I'm coming back again. I'm coming back in the form of the Holy Ghost. And so there's still light on planet Earth right now. You know where it's at? It's in his church. You're part of the light. You ought to let that light shine tonight. Clean up the windows and let that light shine. Don't try to hide the light. Don't be ashamed to be a Christian. Don't be ashamed to tell the world that's why I go to church. I live holy because I love God. I pray because I love God. I go to church because I love God. settle your heart tonight. Storms won't blow this away. You know what Noah did after 40 days of rain? He opened the window and there was sunshine. There's life after the flood. Hang in there. There's life after the flood. All I've got is trouble. All I've got is hell. Keep on moving. There's life after the flood. Some of you younger folks will understand this when you get older and you start adulting and you start having big people problems, then you'll understand why we praise God the way we do. But you're still hanging on to mama's apron strings, daddy's buying your food, you don't quite understand. But after a while, when you've been out there, they've been fighting your own cows, praying down your own blessings, amen, you'll understand them. challenging and thought-provoking question as he challenges the reader. You get a chance to read some of his stuff. He asks the question, what is the cost of a broken window? Windows symbolize light, warmth, <coughs> health, and growth. Windows allow us to stand on the inside when it's 20 below zero and the snow's falling. We get to stand there with a nice hot cup of coffee or a hot chocolate 
and just enjoy the snowfall without having to actually be out there in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's what windows do for us. Yeah. For many, one broken window is a sign that no one cares. Yeah. One broken window speaks volumes. A picture is worth a thousand words. You drive by a home, you see one broken window and it hasn't been fixed. It's because people don't care about that broken window. So they say, if that's the case, then let's break more windows because it doesn't cost me anything. Sometimes that becomes a domino effect when you break one window and you walk away from God. How many other windows have you broken in your life tonight? There's all kinds of enemies coming in and going at their will. And you have become the puppet of that mindset because yeah, you might have the door locked, but somewhere in the house of your heart, there are broken windows tonight. Can I minister to you? Do you trust me to minister to you tonight? Windows keep us connected to the past, the present, and the future. When you look at a painting, and the older I'm getting, the more I appreciate the work of an artist. Because you go and you look at the work of an artist, a painting, a drawing, and there is so much more there if you connect with what you're looking at, and that picture begins to tell you a story. When you pay attention to all the details, it begins to reach out to you and pull you in to the scenery that it is depicting. And all of a sudden it starts to tell you a story. And the paintings of artists serves not only as the background or the ascent of the composition, but as a metaphor, a lot of times those paintings will represent hope, change, and a step into the unknown. And that's where we tend to linger when it comes to the things of God because me, like you, I'm not really certain about the unknown. In fact, if I could be transparently honest with you, sometimes I am afraid of the unknown. Think about that for a moment. And because you are of the same composition I am in this human economy, I almost have to come to the assumption that you are afraid of the unknown as well. Hallelujah. So when you look at this painting, your life tonight, if you were to sit down and transpose from your heart to paint something that would describe the moment that you're in right now in your life, what would your story tell other people? What would the composition, the finished work that you were able to brush and write, what would it tell other people? Would they be able to sit down and in a few moments grasp a hold of the emotion and the idea from that painting that, hey, person that painted this was in a time of pain. Person that did this artistic rendition of their heart was somebody that was angry and upset and disconnected. Let's just go ahead and thank God right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. 
I want to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Hear me tonight. Walk through your heart. You may have the, the door barred, but I want you to focus on the windows because they're broken windows somewhere. It is said that the eyes are the windows to the soul. How many of you agree with that? Yeah. I do. That's not, that's not me that penned that. That's been around for a long time. The idea that you can understand a person's emotions and sometimes understand their thoughts just by looking into their eyes. When they talk to you, if they're people that will make eye contact with you, you can, in a few moments, pretty much feel what they're feeling just by making contact with their eyes. My eyes are the window to my soul. Did you know that there is a profession called irology yes. that you can walk into the man, the office of a specialist who is an irologist, and just in a few moments, he could sit down with you while he's talking to you. He can assess the condition of your physical body and your emotions just by looking into your eyes. Yes. Somebody say, my eyes are the window to my soul. So your mouth might be saying something different, but when you watch their eyes, their eyes may be saying something different tonight. When people in their mouth say, I'm okay, but you see that haziness in their eyes, you know they're not doing okay. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing super wonderful and their mouth is not connecting yeah. amen with the yeah. windows of their soul i'm here to tell you tonight that some of us are sitting here with broken windows in our life and you're trying to make sense of all the problems and the chaos that you are currently walking through worse yet you're trying to walk through them all by yourself but can i lead you to the master tonight and let you know there is somebody. Somebody pray with me tonight. I'm reaching for somebody that will help me to pray that there is a God that created the heavens and the earth. He loves you enough to care about the broken windows of your soul tonight. Where there was once light, there's darkness now. Where there once was hope and determination, there's nothing there but a shadow now. But can I tell you, Jesus wants to help somebody tonight. Oh, let's praise the church. I'm trying to preach through weeks and months of junk in people's lives. It's not a time for us to sit here and be casual. Why don't you get off your phones and make a connection with the preacher tonight? Hey man, it's about souls tonight. It's about those that are sitting in our company that are fighting suicidal thoughts. 
tonight because we are fighting an adversary that doesn't want to let you go that's right there is a devil that wants to hold you bound down right i want to serve notice on him that there is a power greater than his that is in the room there's several of us tonight that are full of the holy ghost and where the holy ghost is moving where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty looking super glue trying to hold things together and you're doing your best to try to conceal it but I see the painting tonight of your heart amen it's visible tonight there is a God here tonight that specializes in irology he not only can look into your eyes he can look into your soul and he knows you've been yearning for something that alcohol can't give you give you something that your friends have lied about. Amen. That's your relationship left to with the emptiness. God said, I see the broken windows, but I want to come and replace the window. I want to put security back in your life. I want to put hope back in your life. I want to put peace back in your life. I want to put your family back together. I want to help you. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm just praying you feel the same thing I feel. Go ahead, loving tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
I hear chains falling right now. I really do. I don't say that to put up a response. I, I feel chains falling. I hear something rattling tonight. God is reaching deep tonight. I'm telling you the truth tonight. I have no reason to offer you a gimmick. I'm telling you, God's honest truth. God will raise you up if you're willing to be honest with Him and say, here's my heart. Here's the windows that are broken, God. Will you help me to replace them? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Out of all patched up, I see some window panes in the Holy Ghost tonight and we've replaced them, amen, with plexiglass until we can hardly see anything. We trip every time we walk. We have no sense of direction. We worry about what tomorrow's gonna hold. We're fearful about tomorrow. But can I break that chain of fear tonight to let you know that if you let God fix your window, you'll be able to see clearly. You'll be able to see with purpose. You won't have to walk in shame. You won't have to hold your head down. You won't have to look the other way when a certain person drives by. But you can stand up with a clear conscience and a clear heart that says, God, I want to be healed. It's time for revival if you didn't notice it, church. It's time to get back what the enemy has taken from you. You need to make it personal tonight and wake up, wake up, wake up. No wonder Jesus said the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, if your eye is clear and unbroken, if the windows, amen, are broken, amen, God wants to come down and help you to fix those windows. But he said, if your eye is single, it's unbroken, it's clear. He said, you can see your way clearly. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. You know why you're confused tonight? Because there's broken windows in your heart. You know why you're angry tonight and bitter at the things of God and the people of God? Because you are not fixing the broken windows in your heart. You know why there's darkness in your life? Because you left the windows unbroken. Amen. And the master builder wants to come down tonight and reframe some things and renovate some things in your life. Take out the old windows and put in some new windows. Amen. Let you see clearly. Let you get a hold of some joy again. Let you get a hold of some peace again. At least put a 
smile on your face and give you a reason to dance again. Give you a reason to lift your hands. He wants to come down and fix your broken window. If your eye is evil, your whole body, everything you touch, everything that you surround yourself with, your Facebook friends, your in-person friends, are people that you can relate to on the level of broken windows. That's all you talk about is your broken windows. You don't talk about good things. You don't talk about joy. You don't talk about the goodness of God. You talk about how mad you are. You talk about how hurt you are. And you want to blame everybody else. And God said, I want to heal that window. unraveling and God is so gracious that he's willing to step in and be merciful as mean and ugly as you are God wants to step in one more time let's lift our hands tonight church I want to be careful how I present my heart tonight from that back road to this platform can I ask you to do something with me tonight can you walk through the halls of your heart take an inventory bring the Lord the list of the broken windows that are in your life right now because he wants to fix them he wants to help you you're either one step away from the blessing of the Lord. And this is a word for one individual in this house. I tell you in the love of God, you are one step away from a blessing. Else the other step will be judgment upon your life. That's thus saith the Lord. 
windows, 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 bro. Fragmented. How do I pick up the pieces? We can't. Only Jesus can. He's the master of the mosaics. He's the only one that can pick up the pieces tonight. And when he starts putting them back together, he begins to tell a story. That when you sit down on the canvas of God, he'll tell a story from all of your brokenness. This is where I found him. This is where I found her. This is the condition they were in as he begins to paint on that canvas of salvation where I found them. How many windows I had to replace. He wants to help. He loves you. He loves you. I'm feeling a shift right now in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Right in the middle of your family. Right in the middle of all the shortages in your life, right now, God wants to step in the middle of your family. Double paned window, vinyl window, old wooden window. Come on, child of God. Come on, ma'am. Come on, sir. You know it's broken tonight. You know you came because you didn't know where else to go. Life has given you a dead end street. You know it. The Lord looked into the windows of your soul. He knew it. I'm reaching for the minority tonight. I'm reaching for one, two, three, maybe four. I want the rest of you to help me to reach tonight. Make a contact right now. Come on. You tried to fix them with drugs and alcohol. Tried to fix them, hey man, with the pains of the world. Right in the middle of your famine. Come on, get serious about the condition of your soul right now. about it. It may not be good, but come on, that's what God's interested in. The attraction tonight with God is the brokenness. He's attracted the brokenness tonight. He said, I didn't come to save the righteous. I came to save the lost. The broken. Come on, young folks, young ladies. Come on, young men. How many times have we 
we cut ourselves reaching through the broken panes of our windows. Thank you, Jesus. You have the scars to prove it tonight. Some scars you can hide, some you can't. God sees the bruises on the inside tonight. Come on. This altar is open. I felt an unction of the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to finish this message, but more importantly, God said, let me finish this up. I'm making contact with some broken windows right now. Come on, Living Stone. Where are the prayer warriors? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, sister. I'm pulling for you. Come on, come on. Come on. You know who you are. 